might want to put your headphones on. I want you to invite Not your followers, share on Facebook and Twitter. Come on in here. I mean, the lighting is amazing in here today. Yeah, I mean, phenomenal. I mean, just great job, everyone. Good evening. Come on in. Share on Facebook and Twitter. Let everybody know we are on tonight. We're excited about another show. Yeah, yeah. Will you put your earphones on, please? What's the difference? So that you can be able to hear the callers later. Like in 50 minutes? If you will, just so be obedient. Sure. Put your headphones I'm on. just asking for a purpose. The purpose is that's what it's, it's for the show. Oh, just for the look. For the look. Oh, okay. And then you can hear me more clearly through the mic. Oh, no. I can hear you clear enough. Oh, oh I see. Again, if you haven't already. Are you on the show today? No. If you haven't already, uh, sh invite and uh, share with your followers. We're so happy. I mean, just happy to be on today. Well, I've had a tremendous, tremendous day today. I don't know what is going on today. What is, oh, that me? That's what you're doing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, I um I don't know what my wife is doing over the show. Oh my my oh, youngest son is down there. Come, on, Come here, John Paul. He black, but they all see him. He yummy. No, they can't see him. Come. Come. Stand here now. You have to get up. Stand up. Stand up before the Lord. Come on. Okay, don't bump your head on your mic. Come on, stand up. No, I ain't sitting anymore. Forget it. Okay. Anyway. So Just sit on down there. They can't they see. They still can't see that. The camera's all the way up here. They still can't see you. Yeah, I'm saying. Come on in here. No, it's, it's a little delayed. Yeah, they do. Oh, they yeah, do see you. That's <laughs> <laughs> a little delayed. They don't see you anymore. This, there you go. Aww, there you say go. hi, pumpkin. Oh, my. Okay, sit back down so they can't see you. Somebody said they can barely hear us. So we're going to kind of move that mic here, and I'm going to speak a tad bit louder. So I hope you can hear me better. Awesome and amazing. All right. Phenomenal. I got full in volume in full and I cannot hear you. I bet you can hear me now. Huh? Can you hear me now? Is this Verizon? Yup. Better. <laughs> Better. So I had a okay. somebody said John Paul. What is going on? So I had a, I had a really tremendous day today. We went from don't do that. I'm just saying, just spit it out. Well, what happened was I went to work today, and we got a lot done, a lot accomplished, and I felt like it was a successful day, um, as well as I was able to, after I dropped all of you guys off, I was able to come home and lay down for another hour before I went into the office. What's the... Well, you work as hard as I work in a weekend, um, you would understand. I'm making a baby. I work as hard as you work every day. Forget the weekends. I don't know about all that. Huh? I'm not. A, I'm saying I'm not a woman, so I don't know what it takes to make a baby. Huh? I don't know what it takes to make a baby, so I'm not positive that what you experience on a daily basis compares to what I do on the. You weekend. should be positive though, because I work harder than you at work, and I'm making a baby. Um. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. What? I'm just kidding. Of course not. You work. Harder on a regular day. I'm just saying, I don't know that you do that on a Sunday. Sunday. Okay, let's trade places. I'll leave you with Central Campus. With 240 cuckoos. Uh, cuckoos. Um, okay. 
okay. And we'll see how you do. At the end of the day, yeah, I should still kind of go to say I don't think it's the same as going to four different cities. Okay, and ministering each time. I just don't. Sorry, you can't handle a common cold, dear. So that's fine. Excuse me. You cannot handle the common cold, so I know you would never be able to make it. I have no problem with handling the cold. As a matter of fact, the last time I was sick, the only reason why I Sherman, if you got pregnant, you would be on maternity leave from eight weeks on. That's a line and a half. Okay, six weeks. Six weeks on, you would be on maternity leave if you got pregnant. If I got pregnant, I would go on maternity leave somewhere around the 20th week. Sherman, you're weak. I'm over this conversation. Anyways, I almost got lynched today. If anybody's interested. You got lynched? I almost got lynched, yeah. What do you mean? The white people was going to hang me. Oh, my God. I did a training today for uh, for my organization on uh, building relationships with students, but mostly focusing on African-American students. Um, I gave them. Hey, hold on a second. My, our children just got home. Do me this favor, wonderful children. What does that mean? Take, take your food and everything to my room. Everybody go. Yes, unless my PA didn't take care of you, then you, you should have food. So, okay, so we're going to use you up the stairs. Goodbye. You can Your hair grew. Go. It's coming. Take your food with you, Nakai. You finished? Okay, bye. Thank you. Huh? Bring your computer up there. Tell put something on TV. You said later on, on, you have a little TV time on, on Mondays. Okay, bye. Appreciate you. God's going to use you up there. So, they almost lynched you? Sure. Did you not like me um, giving a kiss to the kids like that? Well, I just think you do everything so slow. So, I just think everything could just be done so much faster. So, I just, I'm like, come on. Move it along. Move it along. I also don't understand how Rashad brought kids home. Only two, uh, half of the children he had came in. Where and where, where is Where's the rest our daughter? Of the food? I don't know. I don't know what Rashad's doing. <laughs> uh, uh. So I, I don't, I'm, I'm all around confused. There's a lot going I'm on. I'm talking about me getting lynched today. You're over here having a whole side conversation. But when I was talking to John Paul, I wasn't interrupting you at all. I'm sorry. I, th- I thought that people would need to hear your story clearly without the noise of me talking. So I figured, like, handle, handle, I figured, handle that swiftly and then be able to come to, to you. Jayless is what? She's in the oven and she's baking. Come on, Jay. Come on in the house. What did Rashad do to you? Come tell Daddy all about it. <laughs> what? I don't know. Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, my children just like me. They will not eat without the proper sauces. But she still has some, but she doesn't believe me. Oh, she doesn't believe you. Baby, you still have sauce. Come, 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 sweetie. Okay, are we gonna do the show? Yeah, we, we, but there's we, like 20 other people in the room. Nobody can help with the kids. Somebody can help. I was just trying to help too. I just <laughs> It's too real too raw. I am getting so confused. It's too real too raw. So I thought This is real. This is our life too real too raw The assistants coming in 
the kids don't like him right now. I don't know what he did while he had our kids. He don't have a problem. Makai is fine. Makai? I love Rashad. You love Rashad? <laughs> I don't know. I just thought he's a real All shark. right, here we go. Raw news. No, I want to hear the lynching story. <laughs> this is real life. If you don't handle it the way she wants to handle it, then she wants to move on. She's not pleased. So let's just make some noise really quickly all around the room for raw news. Just real quick. Yeah, raw news. Raw freaking frat news. Anyway, so today I went 50 years back in time. Okay, so trying to explain to these people um, that their percentage of referrals for students um, should match the percentage of students represented in the student body. So if you have 20% African-American students, you should have 20% of your referrals for African-American students. These people want to explain to me that, no, it's okay that they have 23% African-American students, but yet 46% of their referrals are African-American students, and that makes sense to them. It's not biased. Why? Because all the punishments that they're giving the little black kids, they deserve it. What, in the 50 years ago? 50. You racist bigots. Oh, I thought you were about to say something else. I, I mean, thought she was going to say Jesus. What? I thought you were going to say itches with a B. Listen, and this is what I've been hired to do. So I'm going to give the information. I'm going to train the people. But it is unbelievable to me how many people out there are still so freaking racist. While I was teaching, I got called a black bee. While you were teaching. People were talking under their breath about oh me. My. And they don't know, you know, who in the room actually has a relationship with me. So people were, you know, telling me different things that people were saying. People were pulling out, people were pulling out their laptops. No, I had no laptop uh, activity. Right. People were pulling out their laptops and going on their laptop doing all kinds of things during my training. Now, granted, I got paid to do the training, so I'm fine. Like, I'm just going to give the information. But to me, the overt rudeness because of what I was talking about was unbelievable. I mean, people were like, I mean, that's just so much work to build relationships with the students. And on and, I mean, on and on and on. These people really did not want to admit that they had a bias and were mistreating these African-American students. So not only are they mistreating the African-American students, but on top of that, they mistreated me in my training. My boss was sitting right there watching the entire thing. So my thing about it is my boss told me I did a good job and all this other stuff. So I'm down with it. But I'm like, at what point are they going to sit there and call and call these people out? Now, once again, I'm being hired as a trainer. So I'm not going to call these people out. I'm not going to have power struggle with them. But I personally think that people like that should not be allowed to even work with with the African-American student population. Is it possible any of those people are watching you right now, bro? Hell yeah, it's possible. I'm sure you signed something. You know, yeah, racist like bigots. Anybody oh. who was rude to me in the training that I did today, you're a racist bigot. And, and I personally believe that you should be fired. That's my personal... Are you going to get fired for saying these kinds of things? Now look. Did I or did I not? Tried to walk away. You did try to. So away. if I got fired, what, what? 
what would I do the next day? Rise. And sleep in. <laughs> so, yes, if I get fired for saying that the people at my job were rude today during my training, were talking during my training, were pulling out their laptops during about. my training. I'm talking about the part of you calling them racist bigots is what yeah, I think the concern is going to be. Wow. Racist bigots. And I don't care. And so, uh, by the way that they treated me today, I mean, I would tell people to do their activities. These people got up and went to the bathroom. Wow. And I'm not talking about all of them, but you're talking about at least 40% of them who wanted to argue with me on the data. Didn't you tell somebody today when they was questioning your data, and you told them <laughs> you are actually would be listed as one of extreme bias? <laughs> I mean, you got to be kidding me. These are people in here who, t- who think they math experts. Can't teach work nothing, but you a math expert. No, no, I'm sorry. Hi, nice to meet you. I'm Dr. Jaquette Dillon. You actually told them that. That you're I, Dr. I, Jaquette Dillon. I am Dr. Jaquette Dillon. And that you're a math a, expert. Listen. <laughs> I don't have time to play with these I people. I don't know what I was thinking and why I went home and why I did not come sit in that. You should have came and sat in this train because I, I have I not thinking. seen I have not seen this kind of overt racism. I mean, these people were stirred in their bellies. When I made an indication that they were bot, these people were stirred in their bellies. They wanted to have off with my head. They wanted to know where the numbers Those came demons from. was crying out. I mean, leave us alone. Listen, listen. <laughs> if they could, they would write me a referral and send me a <laughs> They wanted to suspend me and expel me like they do all the black kids. I cannot. No, you can't suspend me. No, you can't expel me like you didn't deal with the rest of these blacks. <laughs> I mean, the top people in my company are in support of what I'm doing. Yeah. But as far as like these lower level people, they're just not feeling it. I mean, and I had people come to me on the side and say that it was good and, you know, they enjoyed it and everything like that. But at what point are we going to publicly stand up for what is right? Because I feel like there should have been enough people in the room to turn to the people that were being rude and tell them to shut up. So at what point are oh, we going to stop? That's when it gets intense when she starts. <laughs> at what point are we going to stop praising in private Uh-oh. and asserting in private what's right, but in public, you still silent, you still sitting there. I couldn't be in no training where somebody disrespecting somebody that's speaking the truth and I'm not going to say nothing. I'd be like, oh, excuse me. I'm going to need you to be quiet. I'm going to need you to stop talking about her while she's doing a presentation. I'm, I'm just saying. At what point? But people like to come praise you in private. Oh, I'm so proud of the work you're doing. I think it's so great. Well, stand up and say that in front of these other racist bigots that's giving me shade. Please don't say bigots. Every time you say it, I just feel like I'm about to say it. That's throwing me shade. You know what I mean? No, no, I'm not going to call nobody yet. That's what I got to call. You did get called. A black one, though. A black one. A black one. Not just a... But... you are black. I mean, you're just not a. But you right, but black. today I wasn't being black. Today I was being educated. <laughs> uh, doctorated. Listen. <laughs> PhD. You need to put a handle before that. <laughs> That's doctor to you. Ah! 
You were blessing my That's what that is. Tonight. That's a shirt. Now, y'all want to talk about merch and merchandise? Yeah, that's what your new shirt That's a merch. Doctor, I dare you to that's, get that that's one. That's my new shirt, Doctor. I dare you to get it and wear it next week on this show. Listen, get I'll it. get it and wear it to work next week. <laughs> Call me doctor. I, I would I would, I would say doctor is for you. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean the funny thing is because I honestly I thought it was really hilarious and I did get a little stirred while it happened, but I understand that in order to have the inheritance of what I have been called to Ooh, don't, do, don't say stuff like that. that I have mean. not been called to this world to bring peace. I've been called to bring accord. Listen. And so just like my daddy, I've been called to rightly divide what is right and what is wrong. Just like me. And so I did not huh? Just like me. Oh no. Daddy, you're daddy.
They threw the paper towels across. For what? Because that's what President Trump did. We did? Yes. Oh, you didn't know? No. When he went to go to Puerto Rico to go serve the people, oh, God. he passed out the stuff to them by throwing it at them. He, like, he's like, here you go. One for y'all. <laughs> One for y'all. <laughs> One for you over there. <laughs> oh, God. The craziest thing. Oh, God. That has ever happened. No. Absolutely not. But so anyway. anyways, our word of the day is thievery. Thievery. And we got to hit the raw news because there's some great things happening out there in the world. And great things? I mean, just great things at all. I, they call, stand, I would call these things great. Well, it's just the word of the day is thievery. I heard that Nelly stole some coochies. Stole it. Stole it. He's been, he's been, he's been, he's been, he's been uh, arrested for rape. But did he do it? Well, I wasn't there. Look at him. One of my, uh, one of my, he ain't doing one it. of my brand members said he's just fine. That's it. He's just fine. Like a snack. You think Nelly's fine, baby? No. Nope. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. He just looked. Mm-mm. Good. Somebody said good? That's the one. It's shameful for talking about how good he looks. Oh, that's you? You yeah. like that? Look at like a snack. He looks snack. good. <laughs> <laughs> Not the one with 50% less sugar. <laughs> <laughs> like he's too like overly like aggressive. So I bet he's not a snack. He's probably more snack size. Because, like, he's, like, Ooh. overcompensating for something else. No, I'm not interested. Did you know his name was Carnell, Cornell Hayes? I don't really care what Hayes his name is. Jr.? It's a note for me. But it doesn't really matter because based on how much money and influence he has, whether he re- did the rape or not, like, honestly, he's probably never going to serve what he should serve if he really did it. So, apparently, this happened um, on his bus tour. Mm. And while he was on the bus, on the tour bus. But was, was the lady on the bus? Yeah, that's where he, I think that's where he he stole the coochie. Okay. But she was on the bus. I guess so. And so he's saying that it's a false allegation. I agree with you, Nelly. Why was she on the bus? Because she's a fan. What happens on tour buses? No, she just wanted to get her titty time. (laughs) What happens on there? What happens on tour buses? Is this a joke right now? Uh, Stays on tour buses. Okay, let me explain something to you because this this season we're coaching people. When you get on a tour bus, get ready to give it up. Take off your panties before you get on the bus, dummies. Well, now I have to come on my tour bus. So take off your panties, take off your bra, whatever you got going on, take it off before you get on the bus because I'm telling you right now what it's going to be. You're going to give it up. On all tour buses? And you're going to give it up to probably more than one of them on that bus. I'm just telling you right now. Get ready to have some fun when you get on the tour bus. If you're a fan, buy a ticket to the concert. Don't volunteer. Go on stage. Go home. Go out with your girls and get french fries afterwards. You want to give up something, then go get on the tour bus. Go backstage. You want it or not? Oh, okay. I'm just saying. Okay. Well, uh, in other news, McDonald's has decided to join the vegan train. Oh, McDonald's. 
McDonald's need to quit. <laughs> they found everybody. They jumped on the whole thing with Starbucks to try to make it like a comfortable place, comfortable place where you stay longer. They put the Wi-Fi in there. And so now they're talking about they're going to have a soy base patty that's going to have vegan toppings on it. Vegan friendly they're, toppings. Yeah, they're trying it out in Finland. And if it goes well in Finland, they're thinking about bringing it to America. Now, a Mick vegan. Now, I... I was a very strong vegan for very many, many months. Right, but now you're a vegan. I am a vegan now, um, which means that I'm a vegan that eats seafood. So that's what I do now. But I also known as not a vegan. <laughs> right. That's what, therefore it's a vegan. No, you said you're a vegan that eats seafood. You know, I really don't even like no. to talk about this. If you eat seafood, I don't you're like not to talk vegan. about it publicly because once you tell people something about your diet. Then they feel like it's their right to stay in your business. Right, like they're the police. Like they're the police. They're all fat, right. but they're asking you about it. Right, that's what I'm like, and I be wanting to tell people, and aren't you 20, I lost 30, aren't you 20 40 pounds, pounds overweight? You're asking me about what I'm eating. I'm so while you're 20 pounds overweight, asking me about what I'm eating because I'm vegan, yeah. wait a minute, how about you go have a tea because you're 20 pounds overweight? I'm fat. Wait a minute, who's pregnant, me or you? Because why are you asking me anything about what I'm eating? Who's expecting But that's me real. You? I had somebody that looked like they're about six months pregnant came up to me asking me about what I'm eating on my plate. And I was like, is this a real conversation? You want to know what I'm eating? I want to know when your baby do. Huh? I said, uh, when your baby do. Anyways. I so, said, I'm going to get you a gift card. Uh, Listen. Where are you registered? Listen, just tell me when your baby do. Please. Why so, you're asking me about my plate? The reality is, I would not fool with. You think I, it's going to make it? I don't. It might because it's a thing right now. Like so many but people. But McDonald's. Are, I feel like people who are strictly vegan, like that, they despise even like establishments like McDonald's. For real vegans, like because to be honest with you, a lot of people who have changed their diets are not vegans. No. Because real vegans not only do not eat uh, products that come from animals, they don't wear them either. Or use them on or their body. Or use them on their bodies. Right. So those are real vegans. The rest of us are people who are playing along. Right. <laughs> but I mean, I feel like, I mean, like even vegan parents like start to shy away from even stopping at places like that for their kids. So I'm just like, I don't know if it's going to make it. We'll see. I don't know. They got a lot of nasty stuff at other McDonald's in other countries. I, I just don't know if the McVegan thing is going to work. All right. So what else? The Dove, um, we got the Dove controversy. So who's been watching all the Dove stuff? Y'all been watching the Dove stuff? I, I, I saw a little bit of it, and I, it, it's, it's, it's very concerning. Um, it, it concerns is it blinking out there or just blinking on here? It's blinking. Okay, yeah, it's blinking up here. So it, 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 it does. Get it, girl. It Look at her. The video makes it a little bit better for me, though. The video makes it a little bit better for me because everybody was showing just the pictures and to me with the pictures it's like a thing that looks to me worse than and i know here come angela davis is about to have a lot to say but but uh reality is that i i, I felt better through the video now i'm angela davis huh tell me how you feel yeah racist bigot <laughs> now i'm angela davis <laughs> because i'm an advocate for the african-americans I tell you what, what you mad for? That, that's what I want to know. Why are people mad? Okay. I'm sorry, did you think that Dove was an advocate of the African-American? Did you think that you had a friend in Dove? 
<laughs> Did you think that they was your civil rights leaders? So I'm really trying to figure out, like, are we using them for salt? Are we using them to lead, like, a campaign for equality? I just think it's totally irrelevant. Was the commercial distasteful? It was a little distasteful to me. I agree with you. I think the video is probably better than the pictures because people try to make it worse from the pictures. Yeah. But mm, going with the whole pure white thing, I mean, they weren't exactly advocates of the African-American. Look at all of their other ads. They're not showing happy African-American families. Look at the executives in their company. They're not exactly a multicultural presentation. So I'm like, if you like the soap, use the soap. Whoa. Are you are you kidding me that you think that all this other stuff that you use is like sensitive to the differences between cultures and appreciates the African American culture? What company is not racist? Like you gotta be kidding My me. My company isn't racist. What? And I also can't buy your company at the local store. Nobody knows what you're talking. Nobody knows what you're talking about. Nobody even know, nobody even knows. Nobody knows what you're talking about. I'm just like, to me, to me, to see that, I wasn't in an uproar because I see stuff like that every day. Like you see stuff like this every day. Inequality, um, as far as how we service students in education. Inequality as far as how much African American professionals make in comparison to other wow. um, to other professionals. Inequality when it comes to churches. You can have a big old white mega pastor and got all these black people following them, but a black mega pastor is going to be built on the backs of black people. Like it's inequality everywhere you look. So to me, I'm not alarmed when I see this stuff. I walk down the street and see a lynching, I wouldn't be alarmed. Oh, I'm sorry. I would be. People are just as racist today as they were yesterday, as they were 50 years ago. Okay, so they let it leak, and then you you got mad. But what you mad for? They still feel the same way. Yeah, they apologize to you because they know that the blacks is just going to, you know, take the little apology. And even if we move on, guess what? They own other companies. Yeah. They own other products. They don't care if you don't buy the dub. They'll come out with something new next month and you'll buy that. They'll do a black campaign campaign on that. But it'd be the same people running dub that's going to go do a black campaign. Wildly. And then make you buy that product. But they over own both of them. So now what you going to do? That's like the white folks own, own um, not white, I don't want to say it like that. I love white people and all of my white constituents, I love you so much. We but, love you. Uh, but let me just say that. It's we <laughs> love you. And we'll never stop. Can't what? live without you, white people. <laughs> Please. We ain't gonna stop loving you. Oh my God. We're just gonna boycott them for a couple weeks. I just was saying that. I mean, I'm not, because that's my daughter's favorite soap. She, so listen, wait. We're in, we're in, what's that place you like to go to that I can't stand? Any store. Target? But, I was like, Target? No, we, were in, we were in the, the one with the... Costco. Costco. And we walked by Dove, and my six-year-old daughter's like, excuse me, excuse me, we need to go here, because Dove is the best soap there could ever be. So And it's the only we, soap I like. So we're, that's my I don't like the soap you got at home. So we'll still be using Dove right in here. We sure will be. 
And when this three pack run out, I'm gonna go back and give me another three pack because I like the way it look on my chocolate skin. When I put that milky white on soap my on my chocolate skin. On my skin? Because you don't have chocolate skin. I do have chocolate skin. It's called milk chocolate. Milk chocolate with a little bit of white chocolate mixed together. Is that what it is? Uh-huh. That's what this is. That's, why, more, it's more that's why I make it look milky it's more like, like that. a caramel color. Yeah, when you put the two together. You ever had? You ever seen the blondie chocolate? Godiva makes it. It's a mix between milk chocolate and white chocolate. Then they got sea salt in it. Oh, no, you're not a mix of sea That's salt. me. Okay. I'm that candy bar. That candy bar costs $7.49 a box. <laughs> you are an expensive candy bar. Listen, <laughs> and I done had several of them candy bars. Have you? They taste good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sell them at Nordstrom. <laughs> and that's where they sell them. They sell them at the counter at Macy's, too, in the little shoe department where you get, right department. when you get to the front. Anyways, but yeah, I'll be using the, but y'all mad. Y'all can stay mad. Um, You know, who who you think own Periscope? Who do you think owned the Periscope? They watching the Periscope. Robert. Oh. Dwight. Oh. Who do you think owned the Periscope? I, I guess the Caucasian one. Oh, okay. Well, I'm well, the Caucasian people own BET. They run the world. Yes, they do. Who run the world? Caucasian. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I and the same way. And the, but the same way they did something distasteful, black people do stuff that's distasteful. Thank you, because we get in so much trouble when we ever bring up. Mexican. Mexican people do stuff that's distasteful. Guess what, y'all? We all inappropriate at one point or another. So hang them. I mean, good Lord. Get mad if you want to. Stop watching it. Stop buying it. I don't really care. All right. What else is going on? Mostly, though. That's all that's going on. You know, they, I don't really they care. They buy that soap from 996, though, anyway. She said her oh. video was uploaded. You said what? They buy that soap from 996. Who buy the soap from the 996? Dry your skin out. Huh? What is going on? Which 996 you buy? You said you wear it. You wear it. You should wash it off. It's not. A, it's not a, like a leave-in. Twenty-four hour moisture. I was like, it's not like a leave-in conditioner. It, it conditions my skin for. Well, you don't need conditioner though, anyways, because you don't have. What? You don't need leave-in because. I have facial hair. You do. What? Oh, okay. I see it there. Wow. A so we want you to invite your followers, share on Facebook and Twitter. Invite many people to come in and join us for this wonderful, wonderful show. Again, our word for today is thievery. All right, let's go. Come on, y'all. Give us a sign. So give us a song. We're here to song for the next segment. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Oh, it is. Yes, this is holy ground. Two years ago? Oh, maybe a year and a half, huh? No, I think about two years. Okay, well, there you go. 
So anyway, today's segment, our coaching segment today, we want to help you with understand and, and just honor of, of, of Columbus today. But it's only going to help you if you listen. Listen. Uh, <laughs> in honor of Mr. Columbus today. Somebody but, said, what are you doing for Halloween? Prophesying the people in the streets. Okay. We just have to answer the question. How to okay, them. yes. I'm happy with your answer. Do you want to answer anymore? No, I don't see nothing else. Okay, again, if you haven't already invited to follow us, share on Facebook and Twitter. It is time for your coaching segment. We want to talk to you about dream these. Mm. Right. People who steal your dreams. And I think one of the things concerning dreams is that... Well, or things. It's not just people. Or things. Yeah. People or things. Stuff that can steal your dream. I think it's so many people have dreams. The sad thing about it is so many people never actually see those dreams realized. And I think if we can hone in on some of the things that take those dreams from us, then we can end up seeing greater success in life. So if you have the ability to, I want you to grab a, uh, a piece of paper and a pen or type this down and grab some of this. And we also want you to share some of these things and how they impacted you in social media. So if you do share on Facebook, Share on Twitter, and if you would, use the hashtag too real, too raw, or even use the hashtag doing, doing it with, it with it, the doom message. And let us know how you feel about this or if you've experienced it. And you can even join us on our Facebook page, Too Real, Too Raw Radio, and let us know how you feel about this, okay? As a matter of fact, my team, while I'm talking right now, simultaneously, my publicist is going on the page right now and creating the space for you to interact with us there. Yes. So here we go. So what? this is in honor of you, Columbus. We love you, sir. And all of your you. your descendants that still live and think that they have the rights to anything. Yeah. I think one of the greatest dream thieves that exists is laziness. And that laziness, you got to be careful because that has nothing to do with anyone externally. It has everything to do with you internally. That you have to have something. What I'm learning is that people don't have a drive and they don't have something that picks them up to move them. I was sitting doing some videos this past week. Um, you, you're going to really enjoy them. I was amazing. And in, in the video, I was talking about... I'm probably not going to watch it. I was talking about why. Well, I don't watch your stuff. You need inspiration. But I don't have time to watch your stuff. I'll be at work. You need me to inspire you. Okay, I'm inspired. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things I talked about in one of the videos was the need of having a great why. Because if you have a why connected to your dream or connected to your goals, it can help drive laziness out of you because you get up and you move and you do something about it. But I think when you kind of just settle in a place of being where you've always been and doing what you've always done, you're not going to find success. So many people are couch potatoes, laying on the couch all day, but then saying stuff like, oh, my dreams are not coming to pass, or I'm not accomplishing my goals, or I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. You've got to get up, get in the world, and to do something. And I think one of the best ways to break the power of laziness in your life is to simply do something. Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. The look wiggle after you said it. It's like, do something. <laughs> like he was blowing on a big bowl of soup. Do something. <laughs> I really don't like you tonight. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I mean, I think along with laziness, it's this idea that 
also, I feel like people's dreams are stolen from them when they settle on the dream of other people. Mm. Um, and so, like, the whole deal with Columbus, why I think it's really a joke, is because, like, how lazy is that to just now, because you have power, authority, and or influence, to now take over what was somebody else's dream and capitalize on it. It's like people take somebody else's something, add their name on it, or add their flair to it, and now all of a sudden act like it's something new under the sun. So I feel like laziness will have you to leech on to somebody else's dream, and that you're never really true to what your dream actually was initially. Um, so you don't take the risk factor. Um, you don't get out there and get it done because you're looking at what's already around there and you're like, man, I'll take this, I'll go with this, and I'll just do it. But your real dream actually didn't look anything like what you saw out there, but because you saw what being done, you took on part of that and your laziness just stole your dream. Totally stole your dream. So, I mean, if you're struggling with that today, just you've got to make up in your mind, first of all, that you want to become active and that you want to get moving and get out of the place you've been. you got to become angry enough with your current situation in order to move into a new situation. That is good. You have to become very, very upset about where you're at right now. And if you don't become angry like that, <clears throat> so many things are going to just hold you there. I can't stand you. I really want to piss you off, and I did. So it's really important that you that you that you uh, stay in that place. Yeah, and the Not fact that if you if you have a dream, like you gotta be freaking kidding me that it's not gonna take you all day, all night, and all your money. Like wow, it pretty much is gonna take all your time, everything, and it's gonna take all your money. It's gonna take all your effort. It's gonna take like a sacrifice of sleep. It's gonna take a sacrifice of friends at least for a time period it's going to take a sacrifice of your life it, it really is a dream we're not talking about maintenance here but we're talking about you really dreaming yeah. thinking out of the box thinking big i think that some people they're just like oh i went after my dream you know and i worked on it for three months and nothing ever became of it and it's like grow up do you know how long it takes these people to like build legacy i mean to build an empire to build legacy it's going to take tremendous effort yeah like yeah, so I just think that it's people need to realize that it's hard work. And when you don't understand that and you fall prey to laziness, um, then your dream is just like going to be unfulfilled. Yeah, I think another one is this idea of low self-esteem, not recognizing who you are and the value that you have. What I've, learned, what I've learned is that if you don't know your value, no one else will recognize your value. Absolutely not. And so you've got to have a high level of self-esteem. And I think there's a very, very fine line um, between being prideful and being someone who's assured. And a lot of people around the world are not assured at all. So whenever they see someone who is assured, they like to call it pride. And sometimes people try to fight from really walking in a surety because they're afraid what someone else will think about that surety. But can I tell you that in the bulk of our lives, we have gotten wherever we've gotten in life and, we're, and we got a while to go for our biggest goals, but we got there because of the fact 
that we were assured about who we were, and we reminded ourselves, even when we didn't have other people there necessarily in certain moments to remind us, we reminded ourselves of who we were and, how about this, what God had to say about us and what the, what the primary goal and plan was for our lives. And so you cannot let life circumstances and situations bring you low because that's what, what life will do if you're not careful. My, my wife has this, uh, this uncle who always says, life, you son of a gun. You son of a gun. You've done it again. And so he has this thing, he always says that, right? Because life happens to us all, right? But we make the decision of how we're going to respond to it. So we all have had horrible things that have happened to us. Yeah. We all have had horrible situations. We all have had things that happened. Yeah, I understand there may be sensitive things. Maybe you were molested. Maybe you dealt with something bad in your family. Maybe you were abused in some kind of way. Maybe you lost your job. Here's the truth, though. I want to create a common line between you and the rest of everybody else in the world. You're human. We're human. It's a part of the human experience. But what are you going to do with it? Yeah, I mean, I just think that bottom line, if you have low self-esteem, nobody's going to believe you. Not at all. So you're trying to pursue a dream, but, like, you don't even believe in your own value. Wow. So whatever you're presenting, I don't care if you have the best branding. I don't care if you have the best presentation. I don't care if your idea is great. When you put a low value on yourself, people are only going to value you at what you value yourself. Mm. So when you have low self-esteem, it's communicated. It's communicated through how you ask. You don't even ask with confidence. It's communicated with how you present. You don't even present with confidence. Like, I hate people, like, they're asking me for something, but then they kind of, like, pose it as a question, but then they're not really sure. And it's like, okay, what in the world? Like, I don't even want to use you just because, like, you're weak sauce. Like, you don't even think highly of yourself, and you know yourself. And so, no, I'm not interested in whatever you're selling, whatever you're building. Keep it. So, like, your dream needs to be based on a high, uh, a high value of yourself and what you're doing. And where does that value come from? That's the biggest, that's the biggest difference between pride and high self-esteem. Pride comes from being, having high self-esteem rooted in yourself and what you've called yourself to wow, But high self-esteem is rooted in not just yourself, but the God that lives within you and who created you and Good. gave you a purpose. So that yeah. my value becomes worth more than the family I was born into. My value becomes more than me being a woman or what I'm offering. But my value has to do with what God placed in me and the reason why I was born, the reason why I live today. So I think that people like who struggle with this low self-esteem stuff, it's like before you get out there and pursue a dream, work on yourself. Good. Like make sure that you place such a high price tag of value on yourself that it doesn't really matter what you deal with while you're pursuing the dream Good. because your value of yourself is so high. That's like these people who like get stuck in situations and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, they told me I couldn't do this or told me I couldn't do that. I talk about this people with people with jobs all the time. Like you gotta be kidding me. Like he gonna ask me earlier, like what if they fire you? So you know how much I'm worth? Are right. you kidding me? They can fire me too. <laughs> I mean, I really, I really don't care. Why? Because I'm, I know what I'm worth and I know what I have. I know what I have to offer. And so you've got to be kidding me that I'm going to lower my standards or lower my approach or lower my speech or lower my purpose or lower my advocacy of what I'm called to. Why? Because I actually know my value. So you should work on that before you write a business plan. You should work on your personal value. Good. And how highly you think of yourself. Wow, that's the first thing. Like, forget a business plan, forget a mentor, forget even saving oh money. Oh my God, that's a Work quote. Work on yourself first. Red, that's a quote. For the entrepreneur type, go ahead. 
Yes. Whatever. That is good. Here's the next thing. Moving along quickly, right? Because that's how you think moving fast. All right, so the next thing is friends. <laughs> friends can absolutely, the wrong set of friends can be a dream thief. Or how many friends thief. do you have? They're going to ask me that live on the air. Because the they probably think you have a lot of friends. How many other cousins? Three. 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 I'm not telling you the other analogy. No. You got somebody watching that thinks it's just you and Trent, and you're not going to get them? Good question, too. I'm not. These mics are really good. No. Whatever. Okay, anyway, so you got to watch your friends. Me? At least one. and people that I would like to be around, but I think it may be a little bit kind of one-sided otherwise. Like, I think... Like, they think you're their friend, but you don't consider them your friend. Mm -hmm. And they just want a bunch of stuff from me or like the idea of being connected to me, so... Okay, they're not really your friends. Mm -hmm. So, then with the friends and the dream thief thing, you gotta watch who you are friends with. You can be friendly with whoever you want. Yeah. But your friends, the people who biblically would lay down their life for you, Mm -hmm. the people that biblically you would lay down your life for, um, you need to be careful with who you're allowing in your circle. Yeah. Because your friends can be dream thieves. Yeah. Based on their reaction and the high level of value and the position in that you've you've allowed them to hold in your life, based on their reaction, you may be swayed one way or the other in regards to your dreams. And I say one way or the other because they could also be pushing you into things that you really shouldn't be going and delving into. But they too punk or they too whatever to actually say something to you. A good friend is not going to continue for you to allow, uh, allow you to pursue a dream that is not closely aligned with your purpose and God's plan for you. Mm. But, you know, those fake friends just stand by and be like, well, she really believes in it. And I just I just want to support her because she, she, she really believes in it. And I'd be like, what kind of devilish friend? I don't need no friends like that pushing me over the cliff and pushing me to the edge. All my friends are dead. I mean, that's where you'd be over there hanging off the side of the cliff with your dreams. Well, your friends are, yeah. What else you got for friends? Here's the next thing, intimidation. Oh, that's why you got some friends? Yeah, I don't have nothing to say about that. Yeah, just Uh, watch it. Yeah, intimidation, um, I think, is another thing. Being intimidated. I mean, people just timid. Yeah, intimidated by sometimes the largeness of whatever the dream is, uh, the enormity, is that a word? Mm-hmm. Ah, so, of, of, of... Spell it. <laughs> this is very disrespectful. Spell it. E-N. Mm-hmm. 
see why. That's how I would spell it. All right. Good job, Apostle. That's how I would spell it. Well, y'all, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because y'all clap him, but did he spell it right? Oh. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. You the doctor said it was right. Doctor said it was right. Cassandra must be on there. No, I'm talking about you. Oh, me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the great orange cream scale. Oh, you is smart. Oh, so man. Stop. Yes. I mean, that's a master's level. Work. How did you get the logo in- on the screen? I don't know. I just work here. I have pretty amazing people. I have actually. I'm inspired. A multi-million dollar creatives that work with me. I just don't pay them. I'm inspired. Yes. Let's make a little smart baby. A smart baby. Yeah. I think that's already done. Oh. I don't know. It better be smart. This head on this baby is big. <laughs> nah, I told you the picture. I forgot the picture. It's it's large. It is. It's it like is perfectly large. round, but it is. It's got a lot, kind of a large head. I'm not even gonna lie. What she was gonna say about intimidation? Oh, don't be intimidated by dreams. Like I have some really uh, enormous things about the size of my child's head um, that that I want to do in life that I know I'm going to do. And the truth is that sometimes if you're not careful, they can't see that. Um, she's gonna zoom in, I'm sure. Oh, I guess I see. No, she all the way back behind the camera. She ain't gonna zoom in. So, so I, I, you know, I end up seeing these things. For instance, I have a global vision, not just in my, you know, in ministry stuff, but just for worldwide things that I feel like I'm supposed to do. It's massive. So how do you, how do you end up moving forward with that? I think you take bite-sized pieces. Absolutely, and have a plan because most of the time, intimidation is driven by is driven by fear. And also this curse of comparison. I think it has a lot to do with um, with intimidation because I hear people very often say, I just thought that I would have more done or I thought that I would be at a different place than I am now. And usually what they're saying is, I've seen other people around me who have moved faster, who have accomplished more because other than that, what what are you what are you comparing it to? Yeah. Um, even people comparing it to what they previously thought about themselves. This pure comparison. I always say you need to focus on progress. You need to focus on progress. If you get so tied up and so intimidated by the finish line, you will never make the first step, the second step, the third step to get to the finish line. But if you stop looking at the finish line, Listen. then you can look at the step that's right in front of you. Then you can make the step, next step. Then before you know it, you'll be halfway. Stop looking at the finish wow. line and look at your progress. People are either looking behind them Bars. or looking too far ahead of them. Look at the baby steps and make sure you're making progress. Yeah. Now, you are right. You suck. If your business is in the same place today as it was last year, you're horrible. But if you've done more today than you did yesterday, and you do more this week than you did last week, and you do more this month than you did last month, that means you're making progress. And you need not be intimidated by the finish line. You need not be intimidated by what other people are doing, what other people are saying, how fast theirs is growing, how fast theirs is booming. Because we got tied up into that too, and building King Culture, building oh people's brands. Yeah. I mean, we even look at people's brands sometimes. We be like, golly, they America's, they America's favorite couple. I mean, I golly, we America's favorite couple. You know what I mean? 
America's favorite dance. But song. when you get into that, it becomes so much a distraction, and then fear will paralyze you. And you just stuck. You can do nothing. Yeah. Just fear. Yeah. Full of fear. Yeah. And, and and intimidation of the future, intimidation of what you could be or not be. Yeah. So sometimes we get into places like we want to know all of the answers. So how is it going to happen? But if you could just work on what you have now, if you take one step of obedience to see the dream happen, every step of obedience will lead to another step of obedience, will lead to another step of obedience. As a matter of fact, this is good. Destiny is nothing, purpose is nothing but a series of steps of obedience. Absolutely. Being obedient and taking this step, that step, that step, it then leads to the fulfillment of why you were placed upon this earth. Absolutely. You do it shaky. You shaking in your boots. Just do it. I'm doing some stuff right now. Move out there. Just be shaking in your boots. Let it fall. Let it fail. Learn yeah. something from it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it for today for the coaching session. I want to, again, invite you to, encourage you to invite your followers. Um, on Facebook and, and Twitter. Invite your followers. Share on Facebook and Twitter. Let them know we are still on. We're moving very swiftly into the wise woman. Wise women. Women plural. Yeah. Women plural. I mean, it's just... Okay, now here's what I need you to do. Who lives in SoCal? Who's in SoCal? Say something to me if you're in Southern California. Well... I mean, the lighting is amazing here. The lighting is... Look, the lighting is a lot better. Just so kudos. I need all my ladies in SoCal to make some noise. Whoop, whoop! Yeah, 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 yeah! What the... That was so loud in these headphones. I mean, just... Just loud in these headphones. I mean, out of these 26 people, ain't none of these women in Southern California. Well, too little, too raw is. You got. Yeah. I got one. Oh, look, hands up. I miss SoCal. We'll come back then. I mean, this is Dr. McNair's noise. Rashad just texted you. I don't know why. Sandra K. Allen. Twins All right. Alright. <laughs> That's what my handle should be. <laughs> what? Twins. Twins in 189. Oh, I thought twin twin. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like twin twin. Like right here. Uh, 20 twin twin. <laughs> well. <laughs> That's what they want to say this morning too. They, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, all my ladies in SoCal, um, my wise women tip for this week is register for Saturday. <laughs> wise women register for Saturday. Come through. And for all my ladies that's not in SoCal, Wise Women Register for Shatter Conference 2018, April 28th and April 29th. That's what wise women do. They register. Go to JaquetteDumas.com and register. That's my, that's my tip for you. Register. No, really my tip for you today oh, is that wise women, um, wise women celebrate themselves. And actually, incidentally, that's the theme of Saturday. Oh, wow. So that's the theme of Saturday. Um, this weekend, uh, you know, usually for my birthday, um, I get hooked up. You know, pretty much. I do. Uh... It usually is a is a pretty good a pretty good time for me, so I wanted to make sure that instead of focusing all of the attention on myself, which I feel like I get a lot of attention, especially from the people that matter. 
Um, and so instead of having something centered just around me, I wanted to have a time where I brought together ladies and we celebrate different accomplishments that we have made as individuals. And so I wanted to bring us together and take some time to celebrate ourselves. Our birthday One of the is things, October the 21st. I'm sorry. My birthday is October the 21st. Yeah. And so um, one of the things that I definitely am going to be doing on Saturday is I will be giving away 35 of my favorite things. Wow. Um, wow. For my 35 years of life. Um, and so currently. There you go. Oh. Share on Facebook and Twitter. It is time to prophesy. prophesy. Today I saw. Somebody um, said, "Will it stream?" No, it's a live type of experience. Saturday is something that, like, you have to 
You got to be in the room to experience it. We've screened it and like recorded it before, and it just doesn't come across as dynamic. You got to be in the building. Something got me a little stirred the other day. There's a new a, a new guy, a psychic medium who's out there who's on the Steve Harvey show, and it just oh. yeah, black guy that was on there with uh, old girl uh, Tony Braxton, uh-huh. and I was like, what the heck? And then I went on Instagram thinking he was gonna have a bunch of followers. He had like six hundred followers. I'm like, this guy, who is this guy? And I'm like, your branding team was supposed to be getting you on shows like that to do stuff like that. Your branding team was. I will bring you through. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out how the psychic can get on, but the prophet can't. Listen. And so uh, I am definitely ready to to minister. Let me say this to you about the prophetic: that prophecy comes to do several things: edify, build you up, comfort exhort, um, comfort means to help you through hard times, exhort means to call you into the place that God calls you. I remember this weekend, there was a guy standing in front of me, and there was something really strong stirring in me all week long, and a guy was, you heard the scream, a guy standing uh, standing in front of me, and I saw the words deacon written over his head. The guy comes to me afterwards and says, it's exactly like you saw, and, and God began to talk to him about how he had been hurting all of these other seasons, but God was bringing him into a season of restoration. So I feel like God wants to minister to some people today um, as well. The number is 909-545-6526. Again, the number is 909-545-6526. If you call in, I need you to do this for me. I need you to, when I ask you, ask you I need you to give me your name and where you're calling from. And we need you to be joyful about what God is saying to you. Or we just might disconnect the line. Hi, caller, your name and where you're calling from. My name is Brenda and I'm calling from Virginia. Hi, Brenda from Virginia. Here's what God is saying. It is the time, it's time now to stand all the way up. Because you've been in the season and you've been in the time where you've been willing to kind of arise in some ways. But the Lord says, no, in this next season, I want you to stand all the way up in the authority of what he placed you in and what he wants you to do. Two things I begin to see is I saw you behind the desk doing some kind of uh, almost seeming like administrative work. The Lord began to talk to me about how he was going to begin to increase you with resources to do what you've been called to do, but God sold to you in two ways, behind the desk and behind the podium. And I felt like God was speaking, saying there were two places and realms that he was going to bring you into to be open to this. Now, listen to me, somewhere around December, wow, uh, somewhere around December the 15th, um, I'm, I really feel like God's about to open up some stuff for you that's going to be a sign to you of the new season that you're stepping into. Now, God wants you to know this, that the things that concern you concern him. And more specifically, the things that concern you concerning your family concerns him. And that he's moving on your behalf and you're about to see the fruit of that in a very swift period of time. You receive that? Amen. And did that yes. make did that make sense to you tonight? Any of what God was sharing to you tonight that makes sense to you? Yes, it definitely does. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much for calling, Brenda. Brenda's the type of caller that I want. 909-545-6526. Hi, call your name and where you're calling from. Call your name and where you're calling from.
Tawanda from Chicago, Illinois. I, I, as many know, I love Chicago. I cannot be, wait to be there next week for the World Changers Summit there in Chicago. But listen, here's the word of the Lord to you. Wilder, God said, open your eyes because if, if the word today about connections and friendships weren't for anybody, it's for you. Open your eyes because there is going to be divine connections that are going to come into play. But then at the same time, God's going to break off old things off of your life and old relationships. Now, the Lord went even deeper with me and began to say that he's going to break the power of any tie that wants to connect to your soul from previous relationships and connections. Did I lose her? Um, I call her your name and where you're calling from. This is Tina from Chicago. Chicago is calling in today. All right. Um, hold, hold on. Tina, just hold on one second. Okay, stay right there while I finish this word for Tawanda because she can watch this later. So, Tawanda, the word of the Llord was for you today. He was opening up uh, so a couple of things. You were good. Friendship was going to cut off, but then it was new connections that he's going to make for you. And the Lord said, in the new connections, there's going to be favor. And in the favor, there's a, I saw a business that was going to crack open for Tawanda. So, Lord, let it happen and let it come to pass in Jesus' name. So, Tina, here's what God began to speak to me um, concerning you. I, I saw something. I saw the color um, purple um, all of a sudden. And the Lord began to speak to me about royalty. And not only, okay, he wants you to understand who you are in him as royalty. There is a whole realm that he's called you to rule in. There's a whole realm that he's called you to be in to operate in. But he wants you to operate as one of the kings and the lords that he is king and lord over. So the Lord's saying he's bringing you into another level of your identity. And he's about to unveil to you many parts of your purpose that has not been clear to you yet. So the Lord talked to me about the next 18 days of your life. And these 18 days are going to be filled with dreams. I mean, immense dreams, um, revelation being released. I'm seeing something having to do with um, something having to do with the Lord opening up uh, real estate. And he's going to give you some kind of ideas in your dreams. Uh, I'm seeing other things that's having to do with streams of income that the Lord is going to open up for you, but it's going to, he's going to reveal it to your dreams. And then I saw the Lord restoring a relationship that was lost. And I feel like God is going to give you keys to that in your dream life. So the Lord said, not only am I going to open up your dreams, but I heard the Lord begin to talk about how he was going to make you like a Joseph, where he was going to give you the anointing and the grace to interpret the dreams of others. And you're going to be able to help people walk in the purpose that God has called them to by being able to share with them exactly what God is saying to them through their dreams. Do you receive that today? Yes. Awesome stuff. Thank you so much for calling in. All right, that was good. Oh, we yes. Take one more? Oh, we gonna take another one? Yes. Okay. Is, is we ready? Oh, nobody's there. Okay. Hi, caller. Your name and where you're calling from? Shondo. Make sure it's got the confirmation. This is the lady that called her. Caller, your name and where you're calling from? I am calling from Augusta, Georgia. And your name? Hi, I'm calling from Augusta, Georgia. Your name? Janet. I think you said Janet. Hey, Janet, you want to um, turn down the show in the background because otherwise we're going to get some feedback 
Um, we want you to be able to hear this word really clearly. So there was a, there's a there's a there's a strong shaking coming. Um, and this is not going to be a bad thing, but there's a shaking coming to the foundation of your life. And again, you want to be able to turn the show down in the background, or you're not going to be able to hear us clearly. Perfect. So the, there's a there's a mighty shaking that's coming to your life. This is not a bad shaking. It is a good shaking. Now, it is going to be uncomfortable, but what's going to happen is God is going to shake away what doesn't belong. And everything that remains, it will be clear to you that it is God's will for it to remain. Okay? Now, now what you're going to see is that um, any cloudiness that's been on your eyes concerning your future steps, God's about to give clarity, hallelujah, he's about to give clarity to the future of your life, and it's going to be amazing what's going to happen. Now, the Lord's doing something tremendous with extended family, with your extended family. I'm seeing cousins, this is weird to me, but this is what I hear the Lord say, he said, I'm seeing cousins that it, that's going to receive tremendous freedom and deliverance, and he's going to use you to do it. He's going to use you to bring them out in this season. But the Lord is going to reveal to you in the shaking the stuff that has held on to you from previous seasons. He's going to shake that stuff off of you. And what's going to be left is going to be the version of you that he desires to remain. And the things around you that doesn't belong is going to go as well. Now, um, I saw something very special happening somewhere around the Thanksgiving holiday. And God began to talk to me about how there was a mantle that was dropped in your family line where someone did not complete a task and they weren't, they didn't complete what God wanted to do in them. And you're going to pick this thing up and you're going to run with it. And so the Lord says, get ready because daughter, I, okay, I heard this really clearly. I heard, I heard you, I hear you, and I'm moving for you. I heard you, I hear you, and I'm moving for you. And so the Lord says, get ready to receive all that he's going to do. You received that today? I receive it. Amen. God bless you, honey. Bye-bye. Well, that's it for that tonight. Do you have any last words, honey? No. Why did you do that smile like that? Oh, I don't know. It just seemed like that's what Dove would do. Dove would do. <laughs> it's been great having you guys on tonight. If I had any last words, why don't people say if and then they say it? Um, but um, last words tonight um, is rise up. That's the last word. Yeah, it is a song. I wish we could play it right now. Something, something. I don't know the song. All right. Well, um, but I, I feel like that. Do it. Don't sing it. I feel like that's the word for us today. Is just the last word. Is just oh. broken down and tired. Living life oh, on the merry-go-round. And you can't find a fighter. But I see it in you, so we can walk it out. Rise up. And I believe as you rise, 
you're going to not only rise by yourself, but you're going to call for others to rise with you. And I'm excited about your future. If no one said that to you, let me just say that right now. I am excited. We are excited about your future. Is that why you have? Why are you always doing that? Because I already said what my last word. All right, so here we go. I want you. I want you to go to. Not good. I'm done. I want you to go to a couple of places. I want you to go to worldchangersummit.com and go and register for the most amazing conference um, of the year. I if you're trying to get a ticket now, you got a lot of money. Yeah. Maybe you gotta register but, for the screening. But how about this? The evening sessions are absolutely free. So I encourage you to get to the Sears Center. Um, even if you can't register for day sessions, get there and get there for the evening sessions. Or if you're local, yeah, just drive on down to the day sessions. It's gonna be amazing. Uh, uh, wonderful people like Bishop Peter Bismarck and uh, Bishop Paul Morton, uh, Bishop Jackie McCullough, uh, Apostle John Eckhart, um, uh, Tasha Cobb. Are you doing Kiera a world Shear. I am. Um, um, uh, the Binions. It's going to be amazing. So you want to be there. Of course I am. I'm the vice presider of the Gate Network. I'm going to use my platform to make sure that I'm putting the World Changes Summit out there. None of, now, us, none of us really know what vice presider means. But follow us, doing it with the Doomises. And don't forget, with the Doomises. October 14th, this Saturday, we're going to celebrate your birthday. It's Pantdoomers.com. Go there now. Register. It's going to be phenomenal. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next week. Here's that song.